So welcome, especially for everyone who's been away. I feel like I kind of need to explain a little bit about what we're doing. Uh, so all the kids are in the service, and, and today I actually want to invite some of the kids to speak as well. So we've been doing something called the Discovery Bible Method, and, and it's a very interactive thing. Okay, so you guys are going to get a, an opportunity. We'll, we'll have uh, someone come around with the microphone, and uh, you'll have an opportunity to share what you believe that you, you've seen in the Bible, that something maybe that God has put on your heart. Okay, so, and I just want to specifically invite some of the kids in today. Does that sound good? Are there any kids listening? Make some noise if you're a kid who heard me. Oh, fantastic. Brilliant. And then... Um, and then, so, so just, to, just to clarify, um, so not next week, but the following week, our early childhood begins, but then our older ones will start probably somewhere halfway through the term. Um, but between, uh, when, when I start, when we stop using this, I'm going to start doing, uh, I think I'm going to call it Mythbusters, and we're going to do some experiments, we're going to... We, I might, I might, we'll use some power tools. Um, you know, we're going to continue. I want to try and make it as interesting as I can for you year threes to nines. All right, does that sound good? Wow, where's the noise gone? Okay, thank, thank you. Fantastic. Okay, so today, uh, so just to be clear, if, you have, if you've missed it, what a Discovery Bible Method is, it's really just a way of engaging with the Word of God. And it's, it's coming back to this premise that we believe that everyone can hear from God. That's something that we believe. I mean, if you don't believe that, you're probably in the wrong kind of church. So we believe that God speaks to each of us, through his, especially through his word. There's other methods he uses as well, but he loves to use the word of God, the Bible. And so what, this is what I'm going to teach you, and it's part of the reason I'm, I'm actually not just doing it to keep it interactive while the kids are in here, but also I want to equip you with a really useful tool. Now, this useful tool you can use, you can use, uh, I've actually heard a family already tell me that they've, they've been trying it at family time. So husband, wife, son, uh, which is great. Uh, so you could use it at home. You could use it in a life group or in some kind of small group. Um, you could use it one-on-one -on -one with someone. In fact, there are so many testimonies out there of people who haven't even come to Christ yet. And yet they agree to, uh, to actually read the Bible with you. And this is something that might, you might not be very familiar with, but uh, statistically speaking, so many Aussies, in fact, the majority of Aussies are spiritual people and in fact are quite interested and curious about Jesus. What they're not that interested in is church, because churches are weird. And I've said this a couple of times, Look, if this is a new environment for you, it's not. There's not, not many other places in culture that do this, right? Uh, and so it is a bit strange. And it's a, 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 sometimes a jump too far to invite someone straight into church if, that, if this has never been part of their world. But what they're very comfortable with is exploring spirituality, uh, having their questions about spirituality engaged with someone who they love and respect, you, in a place that they're comfortable, like somewhere like a coffee shop. And so this is actually a tool that I've heard so many people use in that kind of environment. In fact, at some point, I'm, I'm going to... Um, in fact, tonight we can do it now. I'm going to invite you 
to prayerfully consider maybe someone that you can do this with. They can be Christian or, they, or, or maybe they're a, a, a pre-Christian. <laughs> you don't know who call, who, who, what God's doing, but we believe that God brings people to himself and he loves to use his word. You don't have to have all the answers, okay? That's God's job. Your job is to tune into him. Okay, amen. I heard one amen. Any, any more amens on that? <laughs> okay, so the Discovery Bible method is quite simple. You read a, a story. I like to use whole stories. They recommend you only use about five verses at a time, but I'm breaking that rule today. I think I'm using 12 verses because I'm trying to use a story. Now, uh, we're going to actually engage the story of the burning bush today because we've done a couple of New Testament ones. I thought, God likes the Old Testament too. He likes to speak through the Old Testament. So we're going we're gonna to do that. And, and what's often useful is you read it in a couple of versions first. That's one of the reasons I like to use my backlit Bible um, because I've got all the versions available to me uh, on my phones and on my electronic devices. So, um, so I'm going to read it out of the NIV today. But, uh, and, and I've been showing you some videos because many of us are visual learners and so I've actually got a video uh, as well. So um, let me, you know what? I think we'll start with the video today. Uh, can everyone see past this or shall I move it? I, I might move it for the video. Um, so can you go ahead and roll the video and then I will read some scripture for us to focus on. Oh, hold on. Before you do, let me just say, uh, this is a Disney video uh, called... The Prince of Egypt, um, and uh, just just a warning. It, you know, there's a little bit of artistic license taken, but this particular clip, uh, somebody's gone to the effort of actually putting scriptures, actually from the King James version, on the video for you. So if you love to read and you can read a bit quick, you can you can see actually how they've paralleled what Disney have created, or Disney's not even Disney, DreamWorks. Sorry, what DreamWorks have created. Um, and they've actually put the scriptures on there so you can see kind of where they've stayed on script and where they've kind of gone off script a bit. Does that sound good? All right, let's watch it. Here I am. Take the sandals from your feet. For the place on which you stand is holy ground. The 
were you? I am that I am. I don't understand. I am the God of your ancestors. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. of my people in Egypt and have heard their cry. Stop it! Leave that man alone! So I have come down to deliver them out of slavery and bring them to a good land. A land flowing with milk and honey. And so unto Pharaoh I shall send you. Me? Who am I to lead these people? They'll never believe me. They won't even listen. I shall teach you what to say. Let my people go! But I was their enemy. I was the prince of Egypt, the son of the man who slaughtered their children. You've, you've chosen the wrong messenger. How, how can I even speak to these people? Who made man's mouth? Who made the deaf, the mute, the seeing, or the blind? Did not I? Now go! Okay, now I'm going to read it uh, from the NIV version of the Bible. I've chosen that because that's what we've got here. So if you, would, if you don't already have a Bible with you, um, feel free to do some at the back. There's some at the front. Uh, you can go ahead and grab one now. Um, we are reading, if you are going to turn there, we're reading from Exodus chapter 3. So, like I said, feel free to, to go ahead and grab one if you don't already have one. You can use your phones if you've got it on your phones. Fantastic. So it's Exodus chapter 3, verses 1 to 12. Now, the question that I'm going to be asking you in a moment to pray on, I'll give you a minute of quiet just to pray on it, and that is, what is God showing you? What is God highlighting to you in these words? What is God saying to you today? Okay, Exodus chapter 3, verse 1. 
Now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the far side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. There the angel of the Lord appeared to him in flames of fire from within a bush. Moses saw that the bush was on fire, but it did not burn up. So Moses thought, I will go over and see this strange sight. Why the bush does not burn up. When the Lord saw that he had gone over to look, God called to him from within the bush, Moses, Moses. And Moses said, here I am. Do not come any closer, God said. Take off your sandals for this place where you are standing is holy ground. Then he said, I am the God of your father. Now that word father there actually means your family. The God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. At this, Moses hid his face because he was afraid to look at God. The Lord said, I have indeed seen the misery of my people in Egypt. I have heard them crying out because of their slave drivers. I'm concerned about their suffering. So I have come down to rescue them from the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of the land into a good and spacious land, a land flowing with milk and honey, the home of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites. And now the cry of the Israelites has reached me. I have seen the way the Egyptians have, have, are oppressing them. So now go. I'm sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and to bring the Israelites out of Egypt? And God said, I will be with you. And this will be the sign that this will be the sign to you that it is I who have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you, and that means the people, will worship God on this mountain. So now I'm just going to give you a moment, 30 to 60 seconds of quiet. And just pray, you can read back through it. It's scriptures on the screen. And just ask God, what is it you're saying today? What are you showing me today? Go ahead. Kids, you could do it as well. Okay. Again, I forgot to appoint a scribe. Is there someone who'd like to come and write on the whiteboard for me? You want to do it again, Josh? Sweet. Thanks, man. Got some markers right here that I haven't touched. Fantastic. Okay. Now, Daniel, do you want to be my mic man again? 
Okay, so Daniel's equipped with a microphone. Just uh, maybe put up your hand. Who would like to share something that, that you felt like God was saying? Over here. And so what we're going to do is we're going to collate it all up uh, and, and see kind of if God is saying something to us collectively as a church. Go ahead. Jesus speaks. He said. Yep. It's not coming back to me. <laughs> it's all good. Uh, no faith. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, right. Um, Jesus, Jesus says men would dream dreams. Mm. And believe in signs and wonders. If you believe in me, says Jesus, you will follow me. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So Jesus said, if you believe in me, you'll follow me. And he did it with signs and wonders. And obviously this is Exodus, um, certainly a precursor to Jesus' signs and wonders. So God uses signs and wonders uh, for, the, for the sake of belief. Is that a fair summary? Go ahead, Daniel, give it back. Fire was a, a sign to Moses. Yeah, and, and and the voice coming to him in the still of the night. Yeah, or the day, whichever it's yet to call it. But um, I think what's significant to break it down a little easier for people is mm. when I, I dream dreams. Yep. Know, I've had a lot lately, so I'm, God must be doing some marvelous work. Yep, great. <laughs> um, but. When I wake up first thing in the morning, there's a thought that comes to me. Mm. And um, the first thought that came actually is people playing the radio out where I live in Rangeway, Christian Radio. Mm. And um, I've forgotten the song now, but that was my first thought. And I thought, yeah, that's God's thought this morning. So what I'm saying is your first thoughts are always right. Don't subtract for it and say, oh, no, 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 that can't be right. Mm. Yeah, because God's speaking to us all the time. Yeah. In his own way. Yeah. In silence. Thank you. Fantastic. Yeah, so God's speaking to us all the time. Love that. And our, the challenge for us is actually to tune our voice, tune our ears in, and to discern when it's God. But uh, you off, what you said is, is often the first thing. Yeah, which is can actually, absolutely often be the truth. All right, who else? What is God saying? Shiloh. Oh, here we go. We've got some kids coming in. Awesome. I got a picture of the burning bush. You got a picture of the burning bush? Yeah? And what did that mean? Could you, do you think God was saying something through that? Awesome. Thank you so much, Shiloh. Very good. Here, just over here, Daniel. <laughs> You're a bit slower today, mate. <laughs> uh, hello. Um, there's something strange about verse 11. And uh, 12, Moses asks, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? Mm. Basically saying, how can, how can I possibly do such a thing? Yep. And God's reply is, well, when you've done it, um, you'll, be, uh, you'll come back to this mountain. That's the sign. Um, yeah. So how does that show Moses that he's going to succeed <laughs> yeah. before he does it? Isn't that interesting? Basically, after you've succeeded, then you'll know. Yeah, and the promise is, I'll be with you. Yes. And, yes. Uh, and Yeah, but you're right, and this will be the sign. So it starts with a, with a guy who's not feeling very confident about this idea. 
He's like, I don't, I don't think you got the right guy. Has anyone ever felt like that when God asks you to do something? Come on, be brave. Yeah, yeah, there's a hand. Yep, yeah, come on, that's awesome. So, and me too. And so God asks us to do something, but we're like, oh, I don't know if I can do that. I think that's God's kind of favorite person to use. Um, and Moses certainly fits that bill at the moment because uh, he's, he's not feeling equipped at all. And God says, I'll be with you. And you're right. And so to, to highlight that often, so God said, you will know your sign will be actually when you finish the job and you're actually all here. Is that what you're saying, Dave? Yeah. Fantastic. That is, that is something worthy of pondering, isn't it? Over here, Daniel, Ben. You might need to put Alfie down, mate. Yeah. Um, I think uh, the thing that stood out to me was probably from the animation more so. The mm. um, <clears throat> that God will teach us how to do it as we go. Yeah. But it's taking that initial step of faith and obedience. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's daunting. God will teach us. Hat on the job. <laughs> he will teach us as you go. And I love that, that promise. I will be with you. And basically, full stop. I'll be with you. That's enough. Oh, and by the way, the sign will be when you're finished. On the job training. I think it's his favorite type of training too. Right here, Daniel. I just noticed where it said God came down. Yeah. Like he heard the cry and he came down. It's almost like a foreshadowing of Jesus coming to earth. Oh, he now, came down. Now we're getting yeah. into it. Yeah, no, I think that's, that's beautiful. Uh, that, that caught my eye as well because we, we acknowledge that God is here. But then he, in here, he's actually saying with his own voice that he's come from somewhere else here. He's come down, which is um, really interesting. I don't exactly know what that means. Right over here, Daniel. When, when I read, um, I have indeed seen the misery of my people in Egypt. I've heard them crying out because they're slave drivers and I'm concerned about their suffering. Mm. It can be related to now, mm. hearing the cries of the world. It's a tough place at the moment. And when Moses says, who am I? Who am I to make a difference? It can resonate with all of us. Who are we to make a difference? Mm. But God is with us, and we can make an impact today, even though there's suffering and yeah. everyone's crying out. So that's Fantastic. how resonated with Yeah, me. this is, uh, can I say, this is potentially a now word, because the cries of your hearts for our nation, the cries of your hearts for your, for your own families, uh, yeah, maybe God's saying something to you today. And his promise is that he'll be with you and he'll show you on the, on the way. So you can see how this is building together, right? Is your hand up here? No, that's all right. See, one more. Over here, Daniel. I'm a bit like Shiloh. The bit that gets me is the, the burning bush. Mm. And I think that's a lot because we've just been camping. And while we're camping, I was stoking the fire a lot because mm. you had to continually stoke this fire. Because it burned. Yep. But here, the bush was not consumed. Mm. It burned, it provided what it needed to without being consumed. So, mm. yeah, I don't know what that exactly is, but just yep. it was the whole image of 
me not having to stoke this fire. Yep. Because God was doing it, I suppose, as well. That's powerful. That's powerful. That's worth thinking about. Did you guys all hear that? Yeah. God provides. Uh, he provided that heat. He provided the light and he didn't actually take anything from that bush as he did it. In fact, he made it holy. When God rocks up on something as ordinary as a bush, he can make it holy. So I added to that. I, that's not what you said at all. But, uh, but um, no, thank you. Isn't that a powerful thought? And it's not about our own efforts. It's not about us stoking the fire. And I think that is a relevant word for us as well. It's not a, your relationship with God is not based on you stoking the fire to draw his presence. It's actually about, it's probably more about giving him permission because his heart is surrender, because his heart is to be with you. Fantastic. Okay, so let's see. Let's see if we can sum up what God has been saying to us corporately. So if you believe me, you will follow me. And God uses signs and wonders. God uses us even when we're not confident in ourselves, which is quite good. That's good news. God will teach us as we go. God came down, foreshadowing Jesus. And can I just add something to that? I think it's significant, certainly to me, that God is speaking from a flame. He's speaking from a fo- something that's on fire. And as we talk about that foreshadowing of Jesus, that reminds me of that moment in the prayer room at Pentecost where God's presence was represented by flames that, again, didn't consume. They didn't burn up. They weren't hot. But they looked, the best description was tongues of fire. And that's really interesting. God is, this is probably the most significant moment, or this season is the most significant moment in Israelite history when God stamps and carves out his people as a, as a nation. And uh, I think there's, there's something powerful in that. God hears the suffering of his people and he uses us in these circumstances. Why do you think God uses us? That's certainly something that stood out to me as well. It's an, it's an amazing thought that God chooses... So God came down because he heard the sufferings of a whole nation. They say there would have been around a million of them. And his big idea was to partner with Moses, a runaway, (laughs) who was living in a different nation. So his big plan, obviously he was with him and, and he did amazing wonders. But his big plan depended on Moses. Maybe the word dependent is too strong. Maybe he could have just chosen someone else. But, but his big plan was to partner with a person. And I think it's beautiful and a bit nuts that God chooses to do that. He chooses to partner with us. And so whatever the cry of your heart is, God probably wants to partner with you on it. Interesting. Sorry, I can't help but preach a little bit. God hears the suffering. We just did that one. The bush was burned but not consumed and God provides. God represented, God's presence represented his flame. Okay, so now we're going to, I'm going to give you another moment to think and to pray. You can read back through the passage if you like. It's on the screen as well. And the, the question that you're to ask God now 
is, okay, God, what would you like me to do about it? What's the action point for me in my life? Is there something that you want me to, to do or to repent of or to change my belief on something? What's the action point for you personally? Or it could potentially maybe God will give you something for us corporately as well. So, sorry, we've got one more. Da- Daniel, we've got Elton. Just before we go to what we, what is God telling us to do about it? Yeah. Um, he promised them a land flowing with milk and honey. Yeah. And then he said, all these people here all live in it. Yeah. You're going to have to deal with them too. <laughs> um, so it wasn't going to be, it wasn't going to be just ru- ru- um, like a smooth fly- run. Yep. That is that is a worthy observation. Thank you, Elton. I'm going to give you this land full of milk and honey. And by the way, all these people live there. What was it? Five different people groups? Five or six different people groups? Some of them, the Philistines, were in fact giants, which we find out about later in, in this story. And, uh, but God's the same. I'll be with you. Don't stress. So maybe the, maybe the thought there is um, God doesn't ask us to necessarily do easy things. We often think that, right? We often think that when God asks us to do something, it means it's going to be easy. But that's not the promise of God at all. His promise is, I will be with you. Yeah, last one. Um, yeah, oh, when we were, um, when we, our older kids were uh, involved in a school in Perth, mm. um, uh, the school was starting out um, they had people who weren't anyone. They were just parents who started um, the school up. Yep. And the school thrived. It went wild. It went really, really well. Cool. Um, and then they started getting a bit more money in and they got all the doctors, doctorate, people with doctorates and um, things that, um, you know, were um, uh, you know, of not of God, really. They were just, you know, what they'd learnt in uni and whatever. Yep. And the school started to fall, started wow. to go down. I just thought it was interesting that well, all the people who didn't feel like they knew what they were doing, mm. the school thrived, so they had to rely on God mm. to um, run the school. And then when, when they got the people in who thought they knew what they were doing, they were working in their own power. Yep. Um, yeah, so that was just, I thought it was a, we should be getting out there and, and um, doing it, whether we feel worthy or not, because God's the one with the power. Yeah. That is a really good observation. Thank you, Glennis. Use, God prefers to use you when, you when you understand that you don't know what you're doing. The second you think you know better than God and you can start to lean not on, not on his understanding but actually on your own understanding, that's actually when it often goes pear-shaped. We need God's influence and involvement. Thank you. Fantastic. We've got hands going up everywhere. All right. When I, if, if I say the last one, can we actually mean this one's the last one? Right, right down the back to Jacia. Run. <laughs> Thanks, mate. This is exercise for the day. I just noticed when uh, God spoke to Moses and he, Moses answered and he said, here I am. Mm. And then further down the track, when God asked him to do something, he's like, 
oh, wait, God, I don't think you should use me. Like, maybe yep. don't. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think that's something I noticed for myself. Um, ah, yeah, it's good. It's maybe something to repent of or, yep. yeah, just like being like, I'm here, God, use me. Yeah. And then being like, oh, actually, I don't want to be used. <laughs> yeah, that, that might actually fit on the second board better. Yeah. His, Moses' initial response before God had asked anything of him was, here I am. And then when God actually asked him to do something quite audacious, his response was, I, I think you got the wrong person. Here, I'm not here anymore. I'm just going to fade off. <laughs> um, interesting. All right. Moment of quiet. Well, at least adults quiet. Um, and just ask God, what am I supposed to do about this? Go ahead. Okay. I know that God doesn't need very long to speak. Most of that time was for you to try and pivot your brain to, to actually listen to him. Okay. So... What is God saying to you if you're brave enough to share it? Or is there something corporately? And kids, if, you've, if you did that, if you think there's something that God's telling you for us to do, I'd like to hear from you as well. Okay. What is God saying? Here we down the up oh, at the back and then down the front. So um, just the one part that stood out to me is when God said, take off your sandals for this is holy ground. And yep. then... I just went, just saw the description in Hebrews where it says, now after this, because of Jesus, we can draw boldly near to God. Yeah. And so daily I can, I can come to a burning bush yep. and hear from God. So that's my take out, draw bold, yeah. come, come with confidence to God to hear from him. Yeah, absolutely. And we've gone to the Old Testament today and God is speaking, but it is healthy to understand. Actually, we live in the New Testament. And, uh, and so I'll, I think that's worthy. That's worthy. Thank you so much. You're down here, Daniel. And um, the other thing I saw, if I may just add to that, is that when God said, hey, this is who I am, um, Moses' response was to hide his face. And God didn't tell him, oh, don't do that. That was the right response. The right response to this mighty, holy God was for him to hide his face because he's, he's in the... Is, is in the immense presence of God. And so that's something to add to that. That is the same God that we worship, except through Jesus. We don't have to hide our faces anymore. We, we effectively show him Jesus' face, which makes us worthy to come and sit up on his knee. Such a, such a, a powerful thought. All right. Thank you, Sharon. Uh, just basically stop making excuses and walk into what God calls you to do. <laughs> yep. Stop making excuses and walk in and obey. Walk into God what God is telling you to do. Fantastic. Obey. Over here, Daniel. Thanks, mate. Um, what I got from it, just um, praying... I really felt, um, I guess, adding on to Brenda's and also Sharon's point as well, when it actually said, um, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh? Mm. Um, I, I've, with my, my job as a nurse, I, I'm obviously influenced by certain pressures. You have to actually yep. adopt the world's view. And, and I just um, always feel so scared about mm. sharing Christ. 
and obviously we've got the influence of what we have to actually refer to males and females and yep. those kind of worldly things. I don't want to actually go into it, into it but I just actually – it's something that causes me anxiety. Yep. But when I actually um, read – read this, who am I, it just like, well, I'm saying, who am I myself? I mean, how am I worthy, actually, to yep. to witness um, to these people? Mm. Um, I just don't think myself, I guess, similar to Moses, as worthy enough, actually, yep. to be God's witness because I make so many mistakes. Yep. And I just feel challenged by that to yep. say, and what you said, that it's usually those people that um, think they're unworthy are actually God wants to use. And I just yep. felt encouraged by that. Yep. Oh, thank you, Drew. Um, yeah, we often don't feel worthy. And the, the truth, the gospel truth of that is, you're not. <laughs> you're not worthy to partner with God. You're not worthy to, for God to use you. Uh, it is actually the grace of God. It's, it's the gospel itself makes us worthy, which he did. It was all his initiation. And so that's the beautiful thing. God chooses to partner with us. And he makes us worthy all on him. Our job is, is to surrender. Our job is to obey. Our job is to remember that we're not worthy and to, and to hopefully not effectively make ourselves the professionals that, so therefore we won't need God. Actually, I hope that I never learn enough so that I will always be dependent on God. Uh, and because that's the truth. When you can get lots of information in your world to the point where you might even know, yep, I've got this. But wisdom would suggest, no, 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 you always need God. So you can't just have information, you need wisdom as well. <laughs> Fantastic. Is that, is that your hand up? Yeah. I thought I could see your hand up. Matt, I, I guess I, you know, the thought that comes to me is I share Moses' apprehension a bit when yep. I think of the... The enemy that we're up against and um, the scale of that mm. and the fact that, you know, the church and Christianity is under huge pressure in the world today. Yeah. And, uh, you know, makes me, part of me wants to run away from the job in front, mm. you know, and, I, and this need to trust the promise of God. The, yep. you know, he made it to Moses and he's made it to us in yep. the Great Commission. I'll be with you even to the end of the age. Mm. But it takes, like you've said, a, a huge surrender and to mm. overcome the, those apprehensions that I think Moses probably legitimately felt, apart from the fact he might have been going back to a murder sentence and a death penalty. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that's, I guess that's what the, this passage speaks to me of. Yeah. Yeah, fantastic. Thank you, Nigel. Oh, and Anne-Marie, go for it. Yeah, I'd just like to sum it up in... A um, couple of words, which is what you were saying. Um, it's not, you know, having a PhD or a doctorate or a whatever or whatever. I think it is all about usability rather than ability. Yeah. Yeah, usability. Help us be have usability rather than ability. Or own yeah, ability. Or, av or availability. Availab yeah, availability. Yeah. That's, that's another ability that, that's yeah. good. To be av availability over depending on yourself. Yeah, I can't, hopefully you got that. That was good. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, let me sum up 
uh, let me sum up what we think that God might be sharing and uh, so that we may, we may wrap up. And, and, but please, I would really encourage you to keep, this, to keep pondering this stuff. Get into the Word of God yourself and use these questions if you like. They're not copyrighted, certainly. <laughs> They're not, honestly. All right, so what is God saying for us to do? Moses, Moses' first response was, here I am. And then his second response was, are you sure you want to use me? And so that speaks to that. I think that's a theme that we've seen here today, that we need to be available uh, rather than be people who are good at everything. Moses had to remove his sandals. And we come into God's holy presence daily because Jesus has made us worthy. That is something worth celebrating, isn't it? Beautiful. Stop making excuses. Walk into what God has done for you. Uh, Again, in the bucket of obeying God. Challenged to step out with God despite feeling unworthy. Yep. Trust the promises of God. Surrender yourself to his plan. And again, that focus on being available rather than depending on your own ability. Let's just pray into that for a moment. Is that good? Father God, I just thank you so much for this, for this reminder, this theme that we've seen in this Old Testament scripture. That in fact, we're not worthy. We, we put our hands up. We acknowledge, God, we are, we are not worthy. We're not worth saving in our own strength. We've not done anything to earn a relationship with you. We've not done anything to make us useful in your hands. But you took that initiative. You sent your only begotten son into this world to lay down his life, to make us worthy before you because Jesus was worthy. And as we exchange our life for his, as we lay down our lives and pick up uh, his purposes, his life, as we wear his name as a badge and walk into this world, God, we need you to help us. Because we're, we're not, we don't have the ability on our own. But Lord, just like Moses was cautious about, I don't have the words, I'm not the right guy. We feel that as well. But your response to Moses is the same as your response to us. I will be with you and that is all we need. And you're with us even in a more tangible way with your Holy Spirit, your your own spirit living inside of us, prompting us, helping us, help, help guiding us along the right paths, helping us think the right things, always coaching us towards what is holy, what is righteous, what it is that you want us to do. God, help us be people who choose to listen to your voice over the voice of the enemy. Give us discernment so that we may know the difference between those voices. God, give us a heart that is surrendered to you. Not that's dependent on our own ability, but that's surrendered to you. So that we may walk faithfully and obediently into the world into the workplaces, into the family situations, into the social situations that you put us in. Help us be people who are always dependent on you. Thank you, Lord. We invite you to use us this week in whatever way that you deem fit. Just make it clear to us and give us the boldness to obey you, we ask. 
in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much. Um, this is the type of thing, not as thorough as this, that we'll be doing in the parallel small groups. Um, obviously, a, 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 a streamed back version. Uh, but you can see, does it feel useful to you? I love, I love this. We've been doing this for a few weeks. And to be honest, the first week we did it, I was like, I don't know if it's going to work. Um, but, it's, but it's working. And I, I want you guys to feel equipped to go into the world and be equipped with the Word of God to come with you and the Spirit of God to go with you. So, uh, thank you. Join us for coffee. Uh, forgive me if I don't shake your hand. I'm just going to stick to fist pumps today just because I don't want you to get whatever I've got. Thank you. Have a blessed week.